That's a lot. I of was money. right on that too. Another quarterback. <laughs> another quarterback this is question. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. So following up on our Gordon Lightfoot conversation, remember uh, Gordon Lightfoot passed away. 83? 84. 84. Guy who did Wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald, and I had said yeah. I'd, I had heard I, I didn't invent this. I heard somewhere that that he never played that song when he was in concert. But somebody texted in on the old National Bank talking text line says he saw Gordon Lightfoot at the Oscar Mayer Theater in Madison, oh. and he did play okay the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Is that the encore? <laughs> Do you end with that one? Okay, I'll play. Well, who it. were you? You were telling me who Arlo Guthrie doesn't play. He didn't play like his hot songs. Whatever. I've seen Arlo Guthrie maybe half a dozen times. Okay. And it's, don't ask me, it's a long story, but <laughs> but I, I love him. And right, Alice's Restaurant is the one that everybody yeah, knows. It's right. like a 20-minute song. Yep. And I remember seeing him one time and, you know, he's taking requests and, you know, what do you, people were shouting stuff out and someone said, Alice's Restaurant. He goes, yeah, right. <laughs> he like never played it for a <laughs> long time. In fairness to him, part of it was because they couldn't remember the words, which is kind of a fantastic story. You'd think that would be easy, though. You can always print out the words. Well, then there's, well, there is that, but I mean, this song is, a, it's a story. Yeah. Like so many of Arlo's works are, mm-hmm. but it goes forever and forever, and everything plays off of the last thing, right? And he plays with, with his son Abe, and his daughter plays with him sometimes. Yeah. And now, actually, in the reprisal, I think I'm using that word correctly, but where they sort of revisit Alice's Restaurant, that's a whole song about them playing the song. <laughs> and so it's got some words from it, and then they would play that, and then they go back, and Arlo tells the story about the one time when they were all playing Alice's Restaurant, and they get to a point somewhere in the middle, and they're lost. Can't remember the rest? He can't remember where he is. He couldn't remember what was next. And he says, so I look over at Abe, <laughs> my son, and he's just staring back at me. He doesn't know where they are either. And he looks back at his daughter. She doesn't know where they are in the song. <laughs> I'm sure that happens. I'm sure that's a well, it's thing. It's a 20-minute song, yeah. right? It just goes and goes and goes. So Arlo finishes that story with saying to them, of course, Arlo's dad, Woody Guthrie, yep. right? Yep. He says, I, I t- says to my son, said to my daughter, I know all my dad's songs. <laughs> 614 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are back in action tonight after their day off yesterday, and they begin a six-game road trip tonight in Colorado. They got three against the Rockies and three against the San Francisco Giants before returning home next week. The Brewers are currently at 18-10 and 10 overall, making them third in the National League in wins. A big reason why, you may wonder, Despite all those injuries, guys are just simply stepping up. Our, our depth has performed well, and it's been it's been critical, and it's it's going to continue to be critical because you know not much, you know maybe a couple guys close, but um, there's these are going to be some lengthy absences still. I guess the guys you mentioned are you know at least a month away still, so it's going to continue to be important. Um, it's it's tested sooner than we would have liked, but so far we've done a good job withstanding it. Brewers manager Craig Council there. Freddie Peralta is slated to get the start for the Brew Crew tonight with a first pitch scheduled for 7.40. You can tune in right here on WTMJ beginning at 7.05. Over to the NFL, now that the draft is complete, the Packers are back on the clock yet again for another big decision. The team has until 3 p.m. today to pick up 
or decline the fifth-year option on Jordan Love's rookie contract. We're kind of still working through that. We've been so focused on the draft. We've had some preliminary conversations, but we'll get to that before Tuesday. Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst addressing the media following the draft and his new starting quarterback. So with Aaron Rodgers gone and a new era ushered in, what's the holdup on an extension for Jordan Love? It's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't you know, played, but um, at the same time, obviously, we're, we're moving forward with him, so we'll, we'll figure that out by Tuesday. Love's fifth-year option is worth $20.3 million. Well, yeah, why hasn't he played? Because you boneheads wouldn't sit Rodgers last year and give him a chance to play. And now here we are stuck up against this deadline, and we don't know, and I'm with him, we don't know if we want to commit 20-plus million dollars to a guy that played a quarter last year. That's a lot of money. When he could have played darn near half the season. Yeah, that's a lot of I money. I was right on that, too. Another quarterback, <laughs> another quarterback this is question. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, over to the NBA behind 45 points from James Harden. The Philadelphia 76ers take game one. In the best-of-seven series over the reigning Eastern Conference champs, the Boston Celtics by a final of 119-115. to And the Denver Nuggets take a commanding two games and none lead over Phoenix with a 97-87 to win. we got two more games tonight, beginning with the Heat and Knicks at 6.30. What are you doing for Mother's Day? We've got some ideas for the family coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said. At 622, Mother's Day is coming up. Don't worry, it's not this weekend. Probably scared a lot of people. <gasps> we got nothing planned. <laughs> what? Yet. It is a week from Sunday, May 14th, and depending on what stage of motherhood mom is in, sometimes what mom really wants is to be left alone for the afternoon. But if you are planning the things to do with the family, Callie Herbs from Milwaukee with Kids, MKEWithKids.com is out with her list, eight Mother's Day events and free admission specials. I will start with this, Kelly, though, like I don't know where you're at in terms of all of this, but I do know once in a while what mom really wants is just, hey, dad, can you take them out of here for a little bit and just let me be? <laughs> Give me a chair. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. And there are actually some free things on here for mom. Like there's a free mamosa at the at the Lowlands restaurant. There we or, go. you know, a free drink at different places. So, yeah, definitely, you know, these are there are ideas for all the ways that you might want to celebrate. Yeah, mom, just be honest. Tell me what tell me what you need. All right. So if you are gonna go out and do something with the family, because I hear from from women all the time, what I really want is to spend time together with my kids and enjoy them. So Milwaukee County Museum and the zoo both have free admission for mom, right? Yes. So free admission for moms at the public museum and the zoo. The zoo is fun. You can kind of make it a day where you're looking for the different mom animals. I know there's like a mother porcupine there and, a, and Patty the lioness is, um, is a mom of two and she's more active in the morning. There's a little pro tip for you. So that can be sort of a fun way to do the zoo on Mother's Day is to go and look for all the animal moms. Some a place I hadn't heard of before. I, I, maybe you've talked about it, but uh, you listed on there Bookworm Gardens. It's in Sheboygan, so if you're not in that part of the area, it's a bit of a drive. But you say it's worth it. Oh my gosh, absolutely worth it! Bookworm Gardens in Sheboygan, beautiful literature themed um, children's garden, but really fun for the whole family. Lots of space to walk around. They do their events so beautifully. There'll be crafts and things like that. If you are going to take a little day trip. I promise you, you won't be disappointed with Bookworm Gardens. The other place I want to mention that people will definitely love, it's new. It's in Cedarburg. I don't know if you've, either of you have been there, but it's called Art of Joy. Um, it's a social house 
and it's welcome. It's, it's a place that's like welcoming to the whole family. They have like a full cocktail menu, zero proof cocktail menu. And then there's like these fun kid drinks too, that are like over the top, like cotton candy Mm. on them. It's really fun. (laughs) It's like a kid bloody Mary. (laughs) Exactly. Whole bunch of stuff in there. I'm glad you mentioned, uh, Kelly, this, uh, the Groman Museum. I've heard about this before, that rooftop that you can go to downtown. It's by, it's by MSOE, right? Absolutely. Yep. It's right downtown. This is sort of a hidden gem. I don't think a lot of people know that there's this beautiful rooftop garden up there. We included this on the guide because I thought it would be sort of a fun, unique place to maybe take some family photos. If it's a beautiful day, there are some good views of the city. And again, not a lot of people know about it. The other place that is really great for some family photos and just to walk around is Margie's Children's Garden at Borner Botanical Gardens is now open. They opened yesterday. Beautiful place. This was new last summer. So well done. Oh, my God. We are so lucky to have this in Milwaukee. It's so beautiful. Kids can run around. There's sculptures. There's interactive musical elements. And again, just a beautiful place to spend time and take some photos. What are you going to do? We're going to a brunch at my mom's house, and then I don't know. Oh, surprise. <laughs> that could be know, dangerous. We'll <laughs> yeah, that, that can be dangerous. You mentioned brunch, so one of the other things you mentioned in your list as well are, you know, there's a difference between take just mom to brunch and then brunch for the whole family, right? Some places are more kid-friendly than others. Yeah, definitely. And we actually have a list of 25 brunch spots. And for each one, we sort of say like how kid friendly they are, because definitely some are more kid friendly than others. We love Hubbard Park Lodge. Um, That's definitely a family friendly one. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of of great options on here. And um, like I mentioned before, the Cafe Hollander and Benelux and all of that, they always do a free beer or mimosa for moms on Mother's Day. So that's a reason maybe to go to one of those places. Callie Herbst, mkewithkids.com. The list is on the website right now. And we won't talk to you before then, so happy Mother's Day to you. happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much. I I expect a full report. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll give it to you. I want to hear how they did. Hey, we just had it in our newscast at the uh, the bottom of the hour here. Which of those stories are making... Which, which one of our local stories is making national news today? I didn't see. Did you see if CNN had it? I know early today on NBC had it. I have yet to see it on CNN, but I did see it on both networks on ABC also. National news. Yep. Which one of our local stories is making national news today? Play along at home. It's the alcohol bill. <laughs> bill proposed in the Wisconsin state legislature would allow teenagers as young as 14 to serve alcohol in restaurants and it would make Wisconsin only the third state in the union that allows people under 18 to serve alcohol, the only one in the country going at 14. Two others, uh, both outliers, at 16. Now, we should point out, this isn't at, like, the bar where the, the 14-year-old would be a bartender. It's this not is, Tom Cruise and cocktail. Right. This is waiter bringing a couple of drinks to a table that were ordered. Right. So you have a 14-year-old who's on your wait staff yeah. at local restaurant or whatever, and... The Billstead family is there, and Eric orders a mm-hmm. beer. IPA, please. Yes, right. What do you have on tap? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the 14-year-old. 14-year-old read the list, right. But then, you know, under current law, somebody else would have to bring that alcohol. Right. And what you're hearing from restaurateurs is you know, it's impossible to hire people right now. There's a story not too long ago in the Journal Sentinel about two restaurants where the, the owners are ready to open, 
and they can't open. They're like, we can't in good conscience open because we can't hire enough people mm -hmm. to staff the table. So that's that's the impetus behind it. If it's a barrier for restaurants to hire younger people to be on their wait staff because they can't complete that other task, then why not open that up? What I'm what I'm surprised by is the reaction, like the shock. The knee-jerk reaction is like, my God, the children will be serving alcohol. It just I I and I'm not quite sure why I reacted with but you did, right? I was like, what? Like, is what? This, is what are this, we doing? Is it, I, yeah, I guess I'm skeptical that this is really something that is going to move the needle. I, I, I'm just so proud of Wisconsin being so progressive that we're going to do something <laughs> like this. First in the nation. First in the nation. I mean, we we, we don't, would lead on this. Because we don't have an alcohol problem in this state at all. And here <laughs> but we're, does this like, make that? I, I see what you're saying. And I think I, if I'm being honest with myself, I looked at that. That's a reason that that headline caught my eye. I was like, wow, 14-year-old serving alcohol. But when I gave it like a beat and a second, I was like, and so? Yeah, and I get what you, especially if it's just so? a waiter. I mean, I get that. I guess for me, I'd rather have the 14-year-old be able to ring me up when I'm at the grocery store. That would be more convenient for me. Yeah, but then even that one I'll defend because then 14-year-old's buddies all come through. And But why would that be different than 14-year-old giving a beer to a buddy at a restaurant? They're not sitting down at some mom-and-pop restaurant there and just ordering a <laughs> round of beers to drink in plain hey, sight. Hey, Johnny. Right. And another one over here. <laughs> another round here, 14-year-old. Right. Bunch of Manhattans. <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I think probably a lot of people have that initial reaction of, wow, 14 sounds young, but to do what? To walk a beer over to a table and serve it to a customer, I don't have a problem with it. And I guess it doesn't even necessarily need to be a 14-year-old, right? I mean, it's just that that would be the youngest it would be. You are talking like 17 and 16-year-olds oftentimes waiting tables, right? <laughs> Eric and Racine on the old National Bank talking text line. I asked my kid at 10 to get me a beer all the time. <laughs> 644, Brandon's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are back in action tonight following their day off yesterday. They begin a six-game road trip tonight in Colorado. The crew will have three against the Rockies and three against the San Francisco Giants before returning home next week. For tonight, though, it's Freddie Peralta on the mound for the Brew Crew with the first pitch scheduled for 740. You can tune in right here on WTMJ beginning at 705. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Green Bay Packers have officially ushered in a new era of football this offseason. A few changes here. There's no more Aaron Rodgers. He's off in New York attending Knicks and Rangers games. The youth movement on this roster with 13-plus rookies turning over a new leaf in Green Bay. And a GM that has slowly taken the reins back for his team. The NFL draft has come and gone. And following up for the Packers is yet another big decision. What does this team do with Jordan Love and his looming fifth-year option today? For those that don't know, the Packers can go one of two ways. They can exercise the fifth-year option, which would pay Love $20.3 million and keep him under contract through the next two seasons, or they can decline it and Love becomes a free agent following this season. Packers general manager Brian Gunnikin said following the draft, quote, it's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't played. 
And guess what? He's not wrong, but that's also not necessarily on Jordan Love either. That's just life in the NFL while you're sitting behind a four-time MVP. Kind of hard to get playing time. This may be an unpopular opinion, though, amongst Packers fans, but I would decline Love's rookie deal option. I would give him the Daniel Jones treatment, which, by the way, that proved to be good for both sides there as the Giants declined his option, and Daniel Jones had a pretty good 2022 campaign. I would let Jordan Love play out 2023 in a prove-it type of deal. If he falls flat on his face, yeah, simple. You can cut ties after this year and reset that position without the $20 million price tag. If maybe he's inconsistent, but he shows something here and there, who exactly are you competing with in the NFL to re-sign him? Probably nobody, right? Is it fair? It's probably not fair. Again, that's life in the NFL. But he also doesn't need to go out there and show that he's an MVP candidate. Just show that the future has a little bit of a promise. If he proves to be good, guess what? Whether you're giving him the rookie fifth-year option or not, you're extending him anyway, and life in Green Bay, as we know it, can go on as usual. At 6.52, two-time sports writer of the year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Lori Nickel, is with us this morning, as she is every Tuesday. Lori, dude, are you okay? Eric says you got the coves (laughs) again. Yeah, I got it again. How did that happen? They apparently stress, like, it has a lot to do with your immune system. And um, apparently, like, I also had, like, skin cancer surgery in between that. And then I had a big story break with Giannis, which got me, you know, was a lot, had a lot of attention, which I'm not used to. And then, um, yeah, so, like, three trips to the hospital for IV treatment for remdesivir. And, you know, you know, here we go. (laughs) So, I don't know, man, this whole thing is... From having never gotten it in three years to having it twice in five weeks, two different strains or two different infections or whatever, I didn't even know it was possible. It was awful. You know what's still interesting about COVID too? There's still like that scarlet letter feel. Like I don't. Did you like feel like a little bit guilty because oh. you had the COVID or like? Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> right? And guilty and also like okay what's wrong with me like everybody else says it's just a cold and here i am in the hospital right. yeah you don't you want know? to hear so, from those yeah. people who are like ah, i could barely feel it couldn't believe i tested positive oh, and seriously i'm just like but then and then you know i'm in the hospital getting these this antiviral medicine and then you hear the stores stories of what the nurses say oh i've had it four times you know or they're like, you, oh, you don't, lost all sense of taste and smell. It might come back in like two years and stuff like that. No. So I'm like, and then, you know, there's other stuff like, oh, doctors think we're all going to be on some kind of, you know, um, brain and, and psychological medication in 10 years because of the long effects of COVID. And I'm like, I just want to cover the playoffs. I just <laughs> get me out of here. There's some really big basketball going right now. Yeah. So have you watched, right. have you watched all of the Netflix? Did you reach the end of Netflix? I, Oh my gosh, so much so that I'm now on Amazon Prime. And like, I just said, okay, I have to read a book. This is terrible. It's, yeah, Netflix and TikTok. But yes, I mean, every comedian I've seen on Netflix, um, every K-drama and K-drama, Korean drama is longer. Those are 75-minute episodes. When I realize I've watched a 16-episode show in two days, I'm like, this is not good. So this is just help me. 
blow me out of this. I got to get out of this house, you guys. I'm going crazy. Well, the good news, Lori, is that at least the strike is happening now. So you had your sickness before the writer's strike. So <laughs> There's going to be nothing new. Oh, is there really a strike? Just started. No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm not watching any American television anymore anyway. I've just blown through all that and gone to other countries, so we'll be fine. Any recommendations? Um, I would say, like, well, beef is good if, if you like that kind of thing. Um, Ali Wong is awesome. But all the comedians like Chris Rock and Leanne Morgan and John Mulaney, John, that poor guy, and it, yeah, all the comedy stuff is good because I think, right, if you need to laugh. And I know some of the Bucks fans are still in mourning, so they need to laugh. So any of the comedy specials for sure. Hey, I know it's been talked a lot about, but what was your take on uh, the question that he was asked about the failure with of the honest, season? Yeah. 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 That's everywhere, too. I can tell you with authority that that quote has been international. Um, I really loved everything about Giannis's answer and people have to understand it's from the media's perspective. It's tough to get into the press room um, after a big loss and, and try to think of pertinent questions. You got to get it out quick. And Giannis's answer though, was so thoughtful and like the opposite of a hot tempered, you know, knee jerk reaction. And I agree. I agree that there's no failure in sports uh, whatsoever. You you keep trying and you keep aiming for excellence, but you, I don't agree with the sentiment that you fail if you lose, uh, whether it's team sport or individual sport. And we learned something even more about Giannis Antetokounmpo with that. And I think that's something that's going to be given to high school athletes and college athletes and Olympic athletes who are going through any kind of struggles to realize what there's always a bigger picture and always something bigger to aim for. And I, you know, I, my Greek reporter friends were like, what did you think of this? We don't agree. You know, it was a failure. And I'm like, (laughs) no, this, you know, you, we think I just, I loved everything that he said about that. And I maybe from a woman's perspective, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I just don't get it. Um, but I, I, I really appreciated what he said. Hey, so like, are you back out in the universe yet or what's your story? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so like, if you see me in pick and save with the mask on, don't judge. Okay. I've been through <laughs> it, so I'm going to be just like, and I'm not going to give it to you, but yeah, I'm, I'm headed. I'm already looking at buying concert tickets. I need to know what happened in the draft. I got a baseball. Yes. I'm back out there. So good. I'm the man. Good. good news. Well, I don't want to jinx it, so I'll just say, like, you should be good right. for a while, though, right? Okay. <laughs> right. Lori Nickel, Thank two-time you. sports writer of the year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Thanks, Lori. We'll talk again next week. Take care. Thank you.